0: You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, Wolfcast number 545 for Monday, March 23rd, 2015. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, that's OutMotoring.com. And a one and a two, and a one and a two. Hey, everybody, it's DB in Arizona coming at you with a brand new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio, we're here to talk about Mini Cooper stuff for you on a Monday night, like we like to do. Uh, this week joined, of course, by my good friend Todd Pearson over there at motoringstripes.com. Todd, say hi. I'm here. Hello. Hello. Uh, the good reverence here as well, Chad Miller from Detroit DetroitTune, DetroitTune.com. Hello, everybody. Uh, that's, I like that every time. And, of course, Alex is joining us this evening from Boston.
1: Howdy, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Sorry. That
0: was
2: so American.
0: Don't make me laugh. It hurts when I laugh. I have the Ebola. Remember? Oh,
1: my I gosh.
0: I, hey, guys. <clears throat> anyway, we're here talking about minis and stuff for you on Monday night. Um, I hope you guys all got a chance out there in the White Roof Radio listener line to listen to last week's show, Webcast number 544. We had uh, Sean and Charlie on from the Motor Trend podcast, and it was a fantastic show. We had a really good time with those guys. If you missed that show, go back and download it and listen to it cause it was really awesome. And uh, another shout out to those guys. You should go check out their podcast because it's actually pretty cool. They're talking to some really neat guys this week about um, that. I like, could dots on 1600. That's kind of dope. Anyway. Yeah, I like those guys. That was a lot of yeah, fun. Had a good time. Uh, so you should go do that. Um, and that's it. I ain't got nothing else. We're out. See ya. <laughs> nice short show. Nice, Peace nice out. short show for you. No, we've got some tonight. We got news from MotorFile.com. Um, we have some exclusive information coming out from our man Todd, uh, which is pretty cool. We've got some event updates. Um, and we're gonna just who knows what else comes up as you know we like to do, and we're gonna get started with all that right for right after we pay some bills. And I'm gonna start off tonight with our friends over at um, CravenSpeed.com. You know, these guys, they build all the custom stuff for your mini that you like. Uh, the, the R53 pulley, the really nice dipstick that you can read and doesn't break, the uh, the engage system, the, the flex pod mount for your phone, all that stuff custom made um, out of like computer milled unobtainium. It's all awesome. And you're going to love it. You should go over and get something from them, CravenSpeed.com. when you get over there you can sign up for the email newsletter it's at the bottom of the page which is really nice you get updated whenever they add new products or new features to the website which is cool one of my favorite things and then of course if you order something which is one of our favorite things to do we like it if you uh, could leave them a note there in the comment field said thanks for supporting White Roof Radio that's really awesome we really like that and so do they that of course they is our friends over at CravenSpeed CravenSpeed.com home of the Platypus Mount uh, license plate holder and tell them to come to Amviv and tell them to come to Amviv. Amviv's not Amviv, with a, there's a, a couple of key players, people that got to be there. Kellen happens to be one of those people that got to be there. Kellen, come to Amviv, please.
1: You just like had
2: a baby, so I'm not sure how well, that was well, excuse? So Again?
1: Well. Bring your baby.
0: <laughs> you know Mr. Minnie Parts just had a baby, well, a couple years ago. Yeah. And you know who's coming to Amviv? Mr. Minnie Parts. Colin will ba- be there. Babies in Vegas totally work
3: i know about every uh, i don't know every couple weeks i get a text message from colin
1: that just says vegas baby yeah (laughs) so yeah he's bringing his child to vegas that's for sure
0: hey hey, alex because i know this is gonna be your first anviv but um be afraid Uh, okay (laughs) be be very afraid uh, anyway, um AMV, <laughs> since we're kind of talking about Ambiv right now, we've got some uh, really cool stuff about Ambiv. For those of you who haven't signed up, you uh registration is now open for Ambiv, AMVIV.com. You can go over there, get yourself registered. I forgot what it is this year. It's like forty dollars. Get you all kinds of cool stuff. Um fifteen bucks if you got a second person in your car. And then Todd, you found some information about the hotel?
3: Yeah, um I guess they're already booked by about seventy five percent capacity uh for Ambiv. Oh. Holy crap. So that means if you haven't made your reservations at the hotel yet... Um, I would be doing that like now, like as, yes, you, as you, you hear definitely. this, go go to the Silverton. You actually go to mviv.com, dot com, dot com, and in there, there's a code that you can use for the discounted rates at the Silverton. And they're like they're next to nothing. It's like forty bucks a night and fifty nine.
0: So, gee, forty nine and fifty nine plus the obligatory resort ten dollars because Vegas. But um, yeah, it's totally reasonable. Go over there. They're gonna charge you for a night. Big deal. Get it taken care of. And that's all that all the information about Amviv is at amviv.com, A-M-V-I-V dot com. So, yeah, go get registered. You yeah. know,
2: to uh, to make a nice segue into this, uh, the minis on the Mac hotels are almost also booked. So if you haven't done that yet, you need to book that hotel ASAP. Yes,
0: yeah. Definitely need to. Uh, means I need to look into doing that as well. We're working on. So for Amviv, Why Are Afraid is going to be there almost full force. Our man Chad can't go because it's, Dragon, it's spring cleanup time, it's all the cool stuff that he has to do um, in the Detroit and the East Coast side, so he won't be able to make it this year. We're really sad about that, but uh, we are getting our friend Alex out. Alex, you're coming to Ambiv, right?
1: Yes, I am. I'm Perfect. getting ready to go.
0: You should be uh, there's,
1: a, there's a chance I'm actually do the trip from LA to uh, Vegas.
0: Oh, Awesome. And then, of course, Todd's coming off for him. Todd wouldn't miss it for the world.
3: I am. uh, I will be working there, too. So if you want uh, anything done on your mini, stripes, wraps, any of the like, uh, please get in contact with me. Todd at com, And we'll get it set up.
2: Will you do like a full wrapped mini right there that weekend?
3: I do. I've actually got a couple of uh, uh, partial wrap jobs booked. For that, so I could. Um, it takes about to do a full mini. It takes about ten to twelve hours of total time. So I couldn't do much more than that. Um, you know, one car while in there.
2: Yeah,
0: but we can set up the GoPro and do a time lapse video. <laughs> if, 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 Todd, if Todd does a, if Todd does a full wrap on a mini, um, I will definitely set up the GoPro. And we're going to time lapse that sucker, and that'll be hilarious. And it'll be actually kind of off. <laughs> I put uh, on the motor stripe site.
2: That's funny.
0: And if you do it orange sherbet, I will chip in 10 bucks.
2: <laughs> $10 discount, courtesy of Detroit there you, Tuned. There there you go. Uh-huh. Got gotcha you back.
0: It's got to be orange sherbet color. Right,
2: exactly. Because who doesn't like orange sherbet?
0: Everybody Anybody. likes orange sherbet. You <laughs> know, and if you've got that crazy banana yellow mini with the orange sherbet wrap, that could be a really that could be a really crazy color combination. That could work. That could work. Or not. Probably not. I'm guessing. Anyway, com. Go get yourself registered. Go get yourself signed up for the hotel before there aren't any rooms left. And then you end up having to stay at, I, I don't know, like in a ten- palace Station. Palace Station is too far. You that's the other end, the- end of town, yeah. Yeah, if you're at the other end of town, you'd have to get something like at the Doubletree by the airport or something. Well,
2: just so you know, <laughs> we live in Detroit and that's like a huge town. <laughs> Vegas is really
0: small. Yeah, Vegas is pretty damn small. You can,
2: you can, you can drive across to it in like what, 10 minutes.
0: Well, depending on traffic
2: maybe 15. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Depending on traffic.
2: <laughs> it's it's an hour across Detroit.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and then also, uh, since we're talking about uh, mini events, we are planning something for minis on the Mac. Uh, right now, we're kind of in the works of getting something going. We're wondering who all uh, you are going to go. Uh, leave a note in the show notes or post some over our Facebook that you're bringing you and your club and your thousand people so we can actually break the guinness world record this year
2: well there are so many people here in the the detroit area that want to break the record that people that actually own three minis are like enlisting their friends and be like bring my bring my mini up for the weekend and you can just take it home and drop it off in my driveway nice and like so they are really dead set on this year the record is going to be broken i know people from dc uh multiple people already that are coming um people from all over michigan uh ohio kentucky you know chicago area uh i i think that this year will be the year that we take it away from the uh the europeans
0: nice let's make that happen people trying to put together a small contingent from arizona as well so should be a lot of fun that's happening august 1st oddly enough also the 10th anniversary of white roof radio and it's yes
2: most beautiful time in michigan really up north it august and up north michigan is is just gorgeous so i like it
0: um okay cool that takes care of our event updates i think i got an email from somebody this week though who was that uh i got an email from somebody this week and i forgot that it was you so you have to forgive me and uh, i'll make up to you later oh me's in the mountains do we talk about minis in the mountains mm, no Okay, like so August. Minis in the Mountains is happening right after Minis on the Mac, and that's August fifth through the ninth, through the ninth in Snowmass, um, which is in the Aspen area. And I've got all the information here. If you want some more information, let me know, and I can send it to you. If you're looking for more information about Minis on the Mac, or if you want to be a, a possibly be a vendor at Minis on the Mac, let me know. as I've got a bad document for that, and uh, get you get you in contact with everybody there, which would be really awesome. That's a great event. Not Minis on the Mac, Minis in the Mountains which is another great event especially if you're looking for a chance to cool down uh, from the west coast and if you want to hang out with
3: Alex and me come to uh, Philadelphia this coming weekend on the 28th we'll be at Helix Um, and uh, we'll be hanging out I'll be doing graphics all day so come to Philly on the 28th of March and come down
0: and make fun of Alex because he talks funny
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'll be watching Todd doing graphics all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: It's watching Todd doing graphics all day. You end up helping Todd doing graphics all day. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of
1: creepy what I just said, I think. <laughs> <clears throat> just a little bit. Oh, good creep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there's all that. That's all that's going on. We're kind of busy around here. It's going to be a busy <laughs> year. We're pretty excited for it. Uh, I mean, it's no MTTS, but I think we're going to, we got enough stuff in it to keep us occupied and everybody having a great time coast to coast. So. Um, plan a mini-event for the summer. You really should because you're going to miss it if you don't. Um, anyway, let's do some news from MotorFile. <music> no, 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 no. We had some really interesting news this week. Yeah. <laughs> let's, start the, let's start with the boring stuff. So the ones that uh, – the only one that I seem to be the one that likes. Uh, mini USA is going racing again. Uh, mini USA and uh, L- LA <laughs> – for a CTSC return at Sebring That's happening, actually happened last weekend So hopefully we've already got some results Of that pretty exciting stuff The F56 race car looks freaking awesome Oh my god There's lots of low there, I like it There's a lot of low yeah. You know, You know. actually I think South Bay Mini was working on some cars For this race too And I don't know if they're the same ones that prepared these cars But man, just look at that I'm looking at the picture right now, a motoring file Oh man, that's a good looking race car Chad, what do you think is a race car, the F56? you think it looks good? Uh oh. Chad? Chad.
1: Not again.
2: <laughs> nope, nope. Mute was off. Sorry. <laughs> uh I'm still trying to get over the front bumper thing, but as you know, race cars are race cars. I mean they're they're always amazing. Uh it's got a window net, it's got a roll cage, it's got the cool little window banner, uh the right numbers on the uh the side of the car. So I mean it definitely looks that, cool. It's got yellow
0: block letters on the yeah. tire.
2: I mean I mean it's uh you know it's definitely headed in the right direction okay. um you know it, it, the F56 still as a performance car per se is still yet to be shown mm-hmm. per se we'll know um, after this weekend well yeah I mean after this weekend uh, there's going to be a lot more uh information but um I mean as far as a driving car as far as good technology as far as uh, something that is good reliable car I, I think that's already starting to show through. I mean, I think the the car has really turned a much better leaf from what the Gen two cars were. Well here's yeah. the nice
3: thing is like previously in the R fifty six they were only racing the Cooper. Right. Uh, As B spec. In the B spec. And now right. this is a Cooper S. This is a full two liter
0: uh that's that's trying to be competitive. So it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Can't wait to see what how the how the guys do. Uh hope they did well. That of course would be the it's actually the Miles head guys driving too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and there's uh, actually one more thing about this is uh we're trying to get to talk to those guys. Um yeah. and so if any of them are listening to the show, uh get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you and know, you know, how this came about and and the whole process of having the F56 be ready for racing. Exactly. It's pretty cool. Yes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um so moving on. Um Alex Alex wants to debate the future of Mini, but nobody cares. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Alex. so funny. So, poor Alex. He posted he posted a a story on Motoring File earlier in the week. Um, and because anybody at Motoring File they they can't leave a comment unless they're lambasting the other person's mom or kicking kittens or something. Nobody had anything productive <laughs> to add to a conversation, so Alex didn't leave the comments. So I'm going to link this one up in the notes. And I know there's a lot of smart lot <clears throat> in White River Radio Listenerland, and we are interested in what you think. Many could do to innovate to really change things up in the automobile industry not just to be different or to be cool but really throw some disruption some disruption out like Tesla style like fire breathing or turbo powered headlight or something ridiculous you know
2: yeah, and we're not just talking like iPhone cap- capabilities like either like something really different
0: right like, like if many were to all of a sudden just dismember the dealer network and sell cars direct like Tesla Right. Or that or would,
2: even something that's like another manufacturer's like, you know, groundbreaking being like, oh my God, that that particular option blows my mind. Sure. Why doesn't Mini do that?
0: Right. Or why don't they do um I don't know. I have it what right here. Navigation
3: yeah. standard on every car.
0: See? Navigation <laughs> standard on
2: every car. That's <laughs> that's user updatable via your
0: laptop. Mind yeah. That's it. Done. Mind blown. If you have an opinion, I'm going to link this one up in the show notes, guys. I want you to click back over and this is going to be a really good conversation and um, and hopefully we can come up with some good stuff.
1: So, um, in, in regards to that, right? So, w- the reason I, the reason this came about is because uh, I came across a really, really interesting post by someone who usually does uh, most of his analysis on the, uh, on the Apple side of things. But, you know, recently we've heard many rumors about uh, Apple possibly entering the space. And so, when you look at what the company has done in previous industries, right? It's a, uh, it always comes as disruption in the end, even though the product might be, based off of you know what everybody else has done before but they just find a way to do something that uh, everybody else is currently doing but not doing well and they're doing it so well telex yeah, Apple is capable of doing it so well that they disrupt the industry right they di- right. did this with the music industry with the smartphone and I don't know let's see what happens with, uh, with the watch and right. uh, uh, then again, when, when you think about cars and innovation, you know, historically, uh, uh, about the innovation in that, in, in that industry, it's actually been pretty... Nothing major has actually happened since the Toyota production system, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys mentioned Tesla a couple of times, and, and yes, I mean, they've been, you know, innovative in some ways, but maybe maybe not as much as they should have. And And when you think of... The dealer setup that they have or the network that the setup that they have, uh, even if Mini wanted to do so with the kind of, car, with the kind of cars they're selling, they couldn't, they couldn't be doing it right. Because when you look at the maintenance of a Tesla, I mean, this car basically necessitate no maintenance and they can pretty much do everything over the air. Uh, and so that's why they only need like a couple of you know service centers across the country and do not need like the scale that Mini has for instance and because Mini is selling you know combustion engines like they just have with so many moving parts they just have to have uh, that network right and so when if you know if anyone uh, getting to the link you know uh, is interested in the conversation I would just have them be mindful of a couple of things before they come up with you know ideas and stuff um ROADS Have not changed in decades, right? And so you will not, there won't be any innovation until maybe there is, I mean, the question is, would it be possible to have any kind of innovation if the roads stay the same? That's something to think about, right? Because I don't know if you guys remember, uh, I think it was Minority Report or, or iRobot, right? All those roads were kind of crazy roads, you know, managed by, I don't know what, but it was not, were not the roads that we we have today. Right, uh, they were another
0: thing, uh, like autonomous cars. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, another thing is that most of the disruption we've seen in the industry came from the production system, right? right. Uh, it was Toyota, it was Ford, it was GM. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's the key. I, I don't know, but that's interesting to note to note this. Uh, there's also never been any kind of disruption based on drivetrains. Uh, combustion engine, you know, it's it's the last one, you know. But electric drivetrains have not disrupted anything. I mean, yeah, you know, there's more and more cars driving electric now, but it's not like changing the transportation or the automotive space, like you in know, a, in, a, in a you know in a very important fashion, right? And the last thing is that. The main problem that we're seeing, I think, today is range and congestion. Range because even with electric cars, right? Like we, we have really good range now with uh, a gasoline engine, with diesels also, and electric is getting there, but still a problem. And then congestion because there's more and more cars, you know, uh, all over the country. And in, in big cities like LA and even now, like Boston, it's, it's getting crazy. So uh, that's one of the problems that really, really need solving. So that's, that's okay. it. There
0: you go. Thank you, Alex. Go over and go over and add something to to the comments there. Start come up with a really great idea and add it there. And so see what see what we can come up with. I bet you guys are super more creative than you think.
3: Well, and I think just segueing then into the next stories, innovatively speaking, what Minnie's done, the two things that people thought were truly innovative from the company were the Super Legera and the Rocket Man concept. Right. Um and I think the whole automotive industry looked at those and were like, "Wow." I mean, kind of like blew their minds. And but on the on the <coughs> same hand, you know, a lot of car companies have done that with concepts that they've done, you know, whether they're concept cars that they show at the Detroit Auto Show or Geneva or wherever, um they've done that, but that kind of stuff just never turns into anything. Well, the rumor last week was Oh yeah, the Superleggera has been approved for production and it's like, what? <laughs> then then when um what was it a uh, a certain car magazine, a European car magazine, not going to be named here, came out and said that. <laughs> BMW came out flat out the next day and said, "Um, no, it has not been green-lighted. Absolutely not."
0: Right, that one magazine, uh, the online magazine is equivalent to like the star next to the grocery store checkout lane, where there's always a picture of like one of the Cardenas Dashians, like pregnant with aliens or but something. But
3: I don't know about you guys, I saw more of that in my uh, oh, sorry, social, social media and feeds.
0: That in the Pixels trailer, which we'll talk about later.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw so many people posting, oh, the Super Legere is a go, I just gotta wait two years, and I'm like, mm, I would just, uh, I'd hold on people, and then 24 hours later... You know, BMW comes out and says, Nope, it's not a go yet. Yeah. Yet. But it's not, it's not if, out.
0: If either the Super or the Mini Miner could come to actually come to life, you know, the Rockerman Mini, oh my God.
3: I think either or, you know, of those cars would be the kind of innovation that would inject new life into Mini as a brand. I think it would
0: inject new life into the automotive industry as a brand, too. I mean, just because. They're just both awesome cars. Just
3: drive something. I mean, think about cars in general. Other than the Tesla, and there's been a lot of buzz, but it's been out for a long time now, and it's out of the reach of most average consumers. I mean, the car, even with subsidies, you're talking seventy-five to a hundred grand at right. least to get into a Tesla.
0: Okay, that so is- they come out with a thirty-five thousand dollar sedan, and they keep saying that, and I don't see any timeline, or I don't see any. Proof right. of that showing up anytime soon.
3: Right. So, as innovative it is as it is and as luxurious it is, as it is, it's out of the reach of 95 to 99% of of Americans today. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Well, let's have, how about Mini come out with something that is affordable, you know, kind of back to the roots of when, when Alec Isagonis, you know, designed the car. A to be people's car. Every man's car that had. Think about the innovation that went into it. It was the mm-hmm. first transversely mounted engine mm-hmm. in any car ever do- they did that. And then now that's become standard. So I think that's kinda what Alex was shooting towards is what could mini do now like that, like they did in nineteen, you know, fifty nine. Exactly. Chad yeah it's truly innovative.
1: Chad. Chad, you're on mute again. <laughs> Yes, you're right, I am on me. Uh, the,
2: I'm, I'm thinking, like, in this whole electric car thing, and I would love to have an electric car. I think it would be great. I commute small. I I would love the torque off the line. I'd be using launch control at every light. But... I went through a set of tires a month. Yeah, well, proudly. But, you know, I, I I get a lot of customers. I see a lot of people that the cars are just a you know like we've talked before appliance what would they do with a car that is electric that they can't fix easily because an electric car you're not going to go to youtube and just be able to be like oh i just need a new valve to put on and i can you know turn it on and off you need special gloves to make sure you don't electrify yourself uh and 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 blow yourself up and things you know if the world had a thirty thousand dollar electric vehicle, even though they thought that they were ready for it, would they be really ready for
0: it? Well, I think one of the benefits of an electric car is that it's relatively low number of moving parts. I don't know. Right? I've seen a, I've seen a great number well, of Teslas what? on flatbeds before.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I would say like, that, and and I probably I'm sure Craven could totally chime in on this with their problems with electric vehicles, yeah. but. <laughs> yes the first year no problems whatsoever the second year man eh, maybe a little thing here too but the third year oh my god i need new batteries what uh, why you know and then all of a sudden, i can put new batteries in this thing is all i get is i pull batteries in my cell phone all the time i can just put new batteries in my car and then all of a sudden they they blow themselves up because they did this you know um because uh, I've I've learned I've 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 researched what it would take for us to service an electric vehicle, or you know, especially when many had their electric vehicles, it's huge. I mean, there are, there are things as like, you know, what I'm not insured for that. No way. Uh-uh. Not even. I can't even go there. So, would the general public be ready for a thirty thousand dollar electric vehicle that could go a uh, hundred miles? or 200 miles in a charge type of thing. I just That's want to know an interesting
3: that, question. I just want to know that in an electric car, when, the, when it's time to replace the battery, does it chirp like your smoke alarm? <laughs> you <know? laughs> just like every 20 seconds, uh, it chirps and lets you know that the battery needs to be
0: changed. And you know, back to Chad's question though, Chad, is I think it's going to take a $30,000 electric automobile before we actually find out.
2: Yeah, and, and, and there's so we, uh, we, the, the, we are oh, definitely on the brink the, of the right. next stage of of where this would go, but it's, it's, you know, everybody that we've talked to and I know all of us have thought it's like, you know what? An electric car would be really cool, but really think about what that would entail of you driving that electric car day to day. Yeah. I'm, would I, it really be useful? Or, and even somebody that, uh, that drive, that commutes uh, 45 minutes to work every day. Cause I know there's a ton of people that do, or even an hour and a half. So right. that you can live totally out in the boondocks, but yet you have to have that that you know one hundred fifty thousand dollar job a year or whatever you know it's it, would an electric car really fit that scenario yeah. I don't know I
0: don't know either it needs to be self driving too that's going to be a topic <laughs> right for day. let's move along, shall we yeah um, well, we did that we could. Well, let me see here. Decisions, decisions. You know, there was a poll posted on Motoring File this week that I think uh, a bunch of you already took. Go ahead. Go back over if you haven't. I'll link this one up in the show notes too. And uh, this is, we're trying to actually, Alex thought it would be clever to help Todd choose the right (laughs) car. That's actually what he put, help Todd choose the right car.
1: Because we have decided at this point that Todd cannot make the right decision. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and it's yeah. very, he's very sensible. You know, lady friend decided I, that, and she's right, obviously. Yeah. So we don't want Dodd to buy an evoke. Uh, I so said this was a bad
3: good. idea when you thought of it, but it turned out, <laughs> yeah. it turns out that it was actually a pretty good idea.
1: I mean, yeah. He's yeah. Not really so you want to tell us about though. the results?
0: Yeah, Todd, go ahead.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> almost 300 people have uh, have voted in this anyway, and I have to say the options were a, a new 2015 f 56 Junk Cooper Works okay which uh i'm i'm kind of enamored with, having not seen it, but the specs on it right yes. next were something that I almost bought last week was a new cooper s roadster
0: you How come we didn't hear about this? Were you looking at the Motoring file company car in, no. in Pennsylvania?
3: no, I was not this is a this was a brand new one that's loaded up and everything oh. and uh it, it was it was so close to happening last week I mean literally within like i'll go back to the dealer and then after a couple of discussions, we're like, ah oh, no. There's a lot. There's too much folly in that. Yeah, it would be fun, but it would be terribly impractical. Sure. So we we opted to say no. However, if the Roadster is still there in a couple of months and they want to make a deal, if it's like you know towards the end of the month, let's say in May, and uh, they want to make a deal, there's still a possibility that the Roadster, the the Cooper S Roadster, is in the running. So that was in the list. Um, The Range Rover Evoque was on my list. You guys know that I've been talking about this for you know a year now. Uh, yeah, that uh, yeah. Uh, I'm interested in this car I drove it I liked it um, I don't care that Alex doesn't like it I don't care that a lot of other people don't like it <laughs> <laughs> currently 9.8% of people agree with me <laughs> that voted <laughs> less, than, less than 10% of people so it
1: is definitely oh, last on the odd list
0: in your defense James May also enjoyed that car quite a bit Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think you're actually up to ten point two percent now. Oh, nice! So, so so I think, uh, I think the person who voted for this are James May and Todd. He voted for himself (laughs) (laughs) many, many times over, and my buddy John (laughs) in Philadelphia, who used to have one.
2: I'll, uh, I'll admit, I think the Range Rover Evoque is kind of sexy. Yeah, I think it's
3: a, I think it's a good-looking car. Anyway, and is, car. I'm not buying a car to get other people's approval. I could could care less. The last item on the list was wait for the uh, the Clubman to come out later this year. Crossing our fingers that it'll get to dealers and and we'll yep, get to see my, it. And that's pretty much what's in the lead. Like almost half of the people who voted said I need to wait and, and see for the Clubman. And then our our most intelligent, so, so, yeah, go ahead.
1: So, so before you jump to the options, is one thing I want to say about this last choice, right? Like, I think there's a lot of bias in that response because people's reaction to something new coming up so is wait for it, wait for it. I want to see it, wait for it, wait for it, right? It's like I want to wait to buy a new iPhone because I know the next iPhone is coming in six months. I'm going to reframe myself to buy a Mac because I know they're going to update it in two months, right? right. right. So, well, I think you know, there's a lot of this I, baked into that response.
0: Because we're always waiting for the next thing and they want that. They want Todd just to keep waiting. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, here was
3: the most intelligent thing that was said. Uh, I think it was our buddy Jim Carman who said, um, you know, if I get an F56 John Cooper works, chances are I'm going to get a manual, which he was correct, which isn't going to be available until mid to late summer, maybe beginning of the fall, which is about the time the Clubman comes out. So it's like, why not wait for that? And then I could make a more informed decision between – between those two, which I thought was one of the most intelligent things. It was like people weren't just flaming on this. They were really trying to help, and I appreciate that. And I think it turned out a lot better than uh, than I had hoped for because I'd gotten a lot of messages from people over on Facebook <laughs> and other places about what to do, and some of them were joking and fun. Um, but I let everyone know that no matter what happens, I'm planning on keeping the GP so nobody has to like – lose their lunch over that or get angry or you know, <laughs> storm the castle,
1: anything like that. <laughs> so I'll still have the, the GP for fun. Um so anyway. So so before again you you again sorry to get you up, but before you talk about the options, um so what what are you waiting to see in regards to the Clubman that you haven't seen yet, right? Because we've seen the concept. Love it. Everybody loves it, right? We've seen some of the spite pictures. So is there an, ex- an expectation of something different You haven't seen yet That you would like to see When the model is shown to the public
3: Well I want to see how it drives I know it's going to be uh, a bit bigger It's going to be even bigger than the Countryman So I'm concerned about it being A little too sluggish for a Mini uh, So I don't know that's, that's my biggest thing And am I going to like it in person we've, we've not seen this car in person We've only seen the right, concept We haven't
0: actually touched it or anything like that
3: Yeah we've only seen the mm-hmm. concept um, Which was a, a dead sexy car I think we all liked the look of that red uh, uh, concept car. So... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's going to put it up there. But I, I would say right now I'm leaning towards the uh, the JCW. All right. All right. I'm leaning towards that. But my whole point was, and I said in one of the comments, that really between the Evoque, the JCW, and... Uh, I don't even know what my other choice was. We're talking about 40,000. Yeah, we're talking about $40,000, you know, 38 to 40. So, so, I I figured for around, you know, for pretty close to $40,000, uh, the money is not an object here. But my point was, when you look at all of those cars for 40 grand, to me personally, the Evoque seems like it has more to offer for that price range. It's like an all-wheel drive car that will take over a third-world country um if you wanted to. <laughs> And a little bit bigger, so a little bit more capacity. I don't know. It just seemed like a better value to me. Got it. But Got anyway, it. And then, then we asked what kind of options should I put on a Mini. Um, and I was wildly uh, blown away that 75% of the people said HK was a must. And, and, yeah, and the it,
1: mini. I would agree. And yeah, half, the, too, people, totally, yeah, totally and half the people said navigation. no. Maybe You know what, gave changed my mind about navigation, actually. I kind of agree for the for the resale value of it. Like, I think my smartphone will be always much better than the navigation system we have in, in Minis until they decide to make the screen a dumb screen and we can use Waze, sorry, DB, on, in your Mini uh, with the navigation system, you know, a screen. Uh, but yes, that's... I think, it's,
0: it's, not, I think yeah. it's time for people to stop buying cars for the purpose of reselling them. People should buy cars for the purpose of Well, I, well I agree I think with that, that 100%. I, I agree
3: with DB there. That's a that's, uh, yeah, very smart thing. People
0: that buy cars and, and they're like, well, how's it going to do on resale? You just go buy a Corolla or a Camry or something. Honestly, stop yeah. looking at expensive cars.
3: Well, now that being said, DB, if you're going to buy a car and you know you're going to get rid of it in 18 months, then, well, they, then yes, they, I would definitely. you look
0: at it a little bit differently if you're a leaser, obviously. But I mean, right? but if you're number one, if you're looking at a car and the number one question out of your mouth is what's resale?
3: You're an idiot. You just need to buy what you want and forget about
0: resale. Just stop. Yeah. Anyway, you'll, go. You'll, and
3: continue. you'll learn that lesson the hard way when you lose your ass on it. You know, when you get some ridiculous color that nobody wants two years from now, you'll right. learn that lesson eventually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it has come down to how you treat it, how you maintain it, how you, you know, resale is is, is purely what you've, you've done with it. I mean, it's same thing with a house, same thing with, uh, you know, whatever, use bicycle, whatever. Um, you know, if you just trashed the car or item X, you're not going to be able to resell it anyway. Whether it's got so, NAV or not, yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, you could have a mint K car, and it yeah. will have a better resale value than a trashed Honda, whatever that somebody smoked a, a, in for three, a three years. Trashed
0: Bentley. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, totally, I would totally yeah. rock like a really pristine K car right now. Like oh a, yeah, an eighty-seven. Yeah. I would nice, not. The, I'd, nice I'd, I'd, blue the, the red interior? I'd rather have a moped. <laughs> and not like right. a
3: cool scooter moped. I'd rather
0: have like just <laughs> that. Pedal rich- moped? Like you got to pedal it to get going? Yes. Yeah. yeah
3: if, you, if you had a
2: vintage, brand new, low-mile spree, that will bring higher <laughs> dollars than whatever car you think is awesome. I mean, really? Chad, I,
3: I want yeah. someone with Chad smoking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. If you have a car that you think is like, you know, you can have a Tesla. If you oh. really trash it and you've ground fries into the to the the carpet, <laughs> it's not going to have a really good resale value because you didn't take care of it
0: killing me tonight oh my god there's a, there's a dead minnow you laugh I, a, I
2: know you're not feeling well but, there's a you
3: know. dead minnow oh. underneath the passenger floor mat from a fishing trip i took with my buddies three
2: years ago <laughs> <laughs> i am really awake right now because i just left work like
3: literally like five minutes before the podcast started so
0: nice nice right. did did we finish going through all the options for todd's next mini
3: Oh, the other ones, um, only a third of the people said head-up display was necessary, and the, the least chosen option was the rear-view camera, although still a third of the people said, hey, I think you should choose the rear-view camera. I don't I chose,
0: think it's worth a thousand bucks. I chose rear-view camera, but I did not choose a head-up display.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't choose any of them because I, I know, I know. You know, I said uh, I think it was two weeks ago. I said I'm afraid the way it's set up, like it looks kind of, it looks kind of cheap and not very sturdy, and that I was afraid of rattles. You know, Gabe said it's a rubber on rubber, so it wouldn't rattle. But still, I think it. When you look at the BMW system, it looks very cheap next to it, and so I'm like, you know, this is not gonna. Ch- I, I agree. We had it during MTTS; it was awesome. I have to admit it. But if I if if I stay away from it, I know I will not want it. So that's my strategy. I think. Yeah,
3: it is definitely not the traditional head-up display that most um, higher-end cars have, which projected onto the windscreen. Right. Yeah. Um, this, I think, when we all heard that Mini was getting hit up display, that's what we were thinking was going to happen, and then we're like <laughs> poor style. Then we're
0: like, it's this little screen that pops, uh, pops I don't, up, and you, know. you can't—you have to turn your head sideways if you're wearing sunglasses. And
3: I'm sure that has to do with the <laughs> the physical um, uh, makeup wonder. of the windscreen on the Mini that it's <laughs> so far away and angled so much. I'm sure that has mm-hmm. something to do with why they yeah. did it that way. Mm-hmm. I
2: wonder if that works with a polarized sunglasses.
3: No. <laughs> So. DB can attest to that. It does not. That's so so not. sorry, those sunglasses you
2: use do not work with the $1,000 option or whatever it is. No, they don't. You, you, just,
0: you just have to turn your head sideways. Squint.
2: You know, the only thing I said, uh, I was like, you know, I'd recommend the Harman Kardon because overall, that's a really nice stereo system for the small amount of money that they
3: request for it. So. Although ours was kind of kind of uh, uh, finicky on many of states was it yeah the the amp wasn't working at some point because
0: you know what i i'm with i'm with gabe because gabe mentioned a couple weeks back that he's all i have no idea what kind of pre-production monster that we had and yeah. i think it was like a pre-production car yeah it might have been like a auto show car or something well that's Our too car did weird things
3: yeah too bad for judging because we spent you know what 7800 miles in it or however many miles or we put ridiculous yeah and uh, if everything didn't work, that was not such. The, that's not the best uh, test for us to be. Oh, hey, we got that
0: yeah. car and got it to throw codes once. Right. Let
3: me give you a press car.
0: It may
2: not work <laughs> perfect, but give it a good review.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll give it yeah. the. Ben- I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. If I can afford it, that's what that. That's what I like to tell people to do, and I recommend is when you're going to build a new car, a new mini, and you do it online put uh, make it your dream car load yeah. everything on it you want and see where the price is and then start removing things start going okay I can live without x I don't need head up display well there's just yep. a $500 savings I don't need the rear view camera there's a $1000 and okay I'll
0: get rid of the $5000 JCW wheels right yeah <laughs> and <laughs> that's exactly what I did when I
2: ordered my first mini too mm-hmm. also with the idea of keeping it light and and between cost savings and keeping it light that's what i ended up and i i have never regretted that option yeah. that uh, neo car ever yeah
1: Talking about lightness, there's something I'm I'm having a really hard time because obviously I configure a mini on the on the on mini USA every other week uh, with the um, with the moonroof, right? Because all my minis had moonroof, and I but I understand what everything you guys are saying in regards to rattles, the you know the, when it gets cold, when uh, when uh, there is you know sun, it's very warm, and also like yep. it's very heavy, and it's not very well isolated. It's more noise in the cabin, and yep. but and and. All the cars I configured do not have it, but it's I'm having a very hard time picturing myself driving a Mini without a sunroof because I think it brings so much light into the car uh, because it's so small already. I, I don't know. it's uh, something it, I, I can't
0: tell you how nice it is to drive around in a Mini without a sunroof. Do oh, I agree. you it has been. Want? I do not miss it even a little bit. I drove a car with a, that big half, with most of the roof is glass for 15 or 13 years, and mm. for the last three months I haven't had that. and It's just been amazing.
2: Okay. Do you do you want a car that's a little more like a convertible, or do you want a car to be a car?
0: No, Alex is not so, a convertible
1: guy. Yeah, yeah, I I it, kind of hate convertibles. But well, so Alex, let-
0: California, one of the rules is if you are from a foreign country. Uh, you have to drive a <laughs> convertible. <laughs> okay.
1: so, yeah. let me, so let me tell you my reasoning, right? People you're so screwed. Voted that in.
0: They voted that law in, um, in 2009, if I remember correctly. You're so screwed, <laughs> Alex. Even if you comes in from a foreign country, <laughs> you're forced to drive a convertible.
1: Notice. All right. So so the reasoning is if I live in Boston there's no way I'm getting a sunroof like a gigantic sunroof like this because it's going to because I want to keep this one this car like I want to keep it like for the next, you know, 7 or 10 years, right? Uh, but if I if I'm in California it's it's sunny. I mean it's all the time, so it's nice to have some, you know, like a, something that you can open without it being a convertible. I don't know. Just roll the That's- windows
3: down,
2: man. <laughs> yeah, I am going I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to go with that one too and in, in all reality I've seen more minis that have had problems because of the sunroof <laughs> because it got water in places it shouldn't have that they were like you know what sorry this isn't going to work for you all right. um, we, we need to replace all of these modules and you're like wow that's how much it, oh no jeez I'm just going to get rid of this car Yeah, and that's just, right. that's just us I've always told people don't get the sunroof but then you know I get people I was like oh I gotta have it I was like okay then that, that's fine if you, if that's one thing you've got to have then go for it but
3: uh, those are just our opinions yeah enjoy over, enjoy
0: overall I've seen more problems cancer. with them what's that DB We'd enjoy the skin cancer I
1: don't know if it's going to work for lots of people enjoy the skin. yeah that's a
0: little tasteless And let's go ahead and move on a little bit. um, Really quick, uh, following up on our following up on our following up of uh, in car entertainment infotainment systems, uh, Alex posted up another really great post over at motoringfile.com about basically talking more about infotainment systems in cars. So so if you get a check, I can go over and read that one for him.
3: Because Anders Warming was quoted. uh, No, no, it was not uh, Anders Warming. It was Adrian Van Huydonk, who's head of BMW design, uh, was quoted saying that touchscreens were coming will will be integrated slowly into the BMW line and they'll make it down to to mini somehow and um i think that was kind of the the whole point of hey technology is going to get better it's just going to take a little while and is that a good idea is it not a good idea and db you're you're not for the touchscreen because you think it's too distracting that drivers are already too distracted
0: yep I, I i don't want i don't want touch well, and also when you're in a moving vehicle, having accurate touch is next to impossible you're let's say you're on a, like a, a you know, you're on a, it's a standard road in the United States, and you just reach across because you want to because you're switch. moving and your hand is moving and the car's moving the car's moving and all you want to do is press the button that switches you to your phone controls or to go into navigation. And and let's say the target's fairly large. It would have to be because you're moving around about an inch or so, but it's not because they're automobile manufacturers and they're going to test all this stuff while they're stationary, not while they're moving. And so it's going to be a little bitty target the size of an icon on your phone. So you're going to want to hit nav and you're not going to hit nav, you're going to hit phone or you, so you're going to hit you know the MP3 player or you're going to hit something else that you didn't want yeah. because those targets are going to be too small. It's not an effective means for navigating in a moving environment. The ones that exist now are horrible. I've been in in quite a few cars with with yeah. I mean touch it could be a fantastic so. UI, can be a fantastic user experience, but the fact still remains that you've you're relying on uh the input from a user that is moving in a vehicle that is moving and it's on, distra- on a not standard surface. And it's distracting. So, yeah, so
1: yeah so my my uh, my position on it's kind of is, is a little bit different so before I, I say what i think about it uh if ever you know any car maker manages to uh get get voice controls as good as maybe google now or uh um, or siri maybe this will be, all of this discussion will be will be pointless, right? But until that's the case, and I don't think they will ever get to that point, because even Google now and, and Siri don't work that well, until that's the case, you know, those touchscreens are going to come into cars because people are asking for it, right? The problem is they're approaching it in a way that, let's see what the buttons we have on the center stack and put them on a screen. That's not the way it works, right? When the first... Uh, when the iOS was first released it was a complete rethinking of the way you should interact with an OS right even though the the basis of the of the uh of the OS was uh, OS X, like iOS was completely new from the ground up, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think there's so many things we've learned with you know touch screen, multi touch, you know uh, that if you know some kind of designer, I don't I don't think they have those capabilities though at, at at car companies, but if some kind of designer would come up with some new entirely new design, you know, uh, sorry, UI, UI and UX paradigm for those touch screens, I think I think it could work, but uh, I think we should go then,
3: back, yeah. I think we should go back to Alex. You, I'm sure you don't remember this, but uh, DB, you and I and Chad probably remember. Remember the old days when you could change your uh, your bright lights by tapping that button on the floor, dude.
2: <laughs> dude left foot. I, I still I still, have, have, I still, still yeah. own a car that can do that.
3: Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Alex probably has no idea what the hell I'm talking nope. about. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that where'd that innovation go, man? Come on, bring that back.
0: Bring that back. <laughs> I want to tap. I want to tap a button. And, and up, you, I tap a button with my foot, and that turns on the navigation. You don't have to take your eyes off the road to do that. That's
3: right. <laughs>
2: and that was that was <laughs> like high tech back in the day because it, you were using a different body part that wasn't required to both hands on the wheels or something like that. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that was that was pretty
0: cool. And it, you know what was cool about that too? It was in every car. Yep, every, every
3: car that was every, standard. Yep.
0: In every car, I don't care what manufacturer, Toyota, Datsun, Chevy, the big three, um, BMW, Mercedes-Benz, every automobile manufacturer put a switch underneath the, your left foot to trigger the brights. Well,
2: once they, I think I think once they figured out how to put it in the, the wiper stock, I think that… Made things easier because obviously it allowed all of your hands to do nothing and the one foot, the left foot, just to just sit there and just do nothing. So, I still like it. Uh, yeah. So,
1: Look. and I want to say one last thing to people who think I'm an Apple fanboy. So yes, I'm totally. I, I am totally an Apple fanboy.
0: Don't yeah, worry it's about it. all that.
1: right. I am. It's totally fine. But. uh <clears throat> Uh, they are making the best touchscreens. That's that's a fact. Like there is no, there is no, uh, there is no, you know, discussion to be have. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is because in the in the one of the quotes from uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name. So from the chief designer of BMW was you know we're thinking about using uh, curved you know touchscreens, and this is a big red flag for me because even Apple it doesn't even have you know curved touch screen. Maybe a little bit on the watch. And again, it's like the extremities of the product. But it's not they went, they haven't gone like full you know curved touchscreen yet and I'm like BMW wants to do this I haven't seen like an actual good touchscreen on any car so far no. so I wonder what better they could do than yep. you know, Apple is doing right now like it's BM- I don't think they can
3: we'll put it this way BMW does not have a good track record for UI in their cars no. I mean no, no. the automotive no, industry no. automotive journalists <clears> everybody <throat> across the board have always talked about how horrible the iDrive system was um, and it's only just recently gotten better. With the latest iteration the one that's currently in the f56 mini and i think we all thought that was a little more intuitive except for the passenger
2: but if you think about you know those type of systems in general is it still better than like the ford sync or the oh yeah Yeah. you know the ones are horrible so you know it while we're still like it's kind of like it's still it's horrible but is it still better
3: than everything else Uh, if, you know,
2: well, that's, that's,
0: that's not good. That,
3: that still doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. It's all shit. This is just a smaller <laughs> piece of shit than right. the other stuff that's out there. <laughs>
2: <Just> well, <laughs> I mean, uh, in, in the end, it's still they still need to make something that is. Updatable, <laughs> like your phone or like your you know yeah. Windows Seven computer or your Mac, is whatever you
1: know. Windows what? The so, goal sorry, should right. not be. No, I
2: mean, I'm serious. I mean, they need to make a hard drive in a car that Agreed. has their touchscreen, whatever that could be updated via a, a a dealer update, a you know Wi-Fi connection, a you know a uh, uh, what is that uh, GM OnStar, you know call in you'd be like hey can you update my ios system oh yes yes,
0: we'd love to sir you know but let's move on i don't want to talk about infotainment systems anymore because it just makes me cranky so
1: (laughs) let's okay
0: let's just let's just go and close out news really quick uh with the tl don't the TLDR um post about chris harris's neo manualism um basically lamenting the fact that nobody's buying uh, automobiles with manual transmissions any longer
1: yeah, and that is based because of this fact. Because the sales dudes, as you call them, which corresponds to the accountant running car companies now, uh, uh, are making those decisions. So you won't see like a manual in like the standard car, but they could find a way to bring this back by pricing this very, very high for you know supercar as a like a limited edition special, right? So your next Ferrari 458. Well, it can have like a manual transmission, but you have to pay I don't know like fifty thousand dollars to get it, which makes no sense to me at all. But right. that's that's his uh, that's his argument.
0: Yeah, manual transmission is going the way of ceramic brakes. You hear her first.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, this is a really long post, and I mean, this is another one of those things we could just kind of talk about forever. I think. Yeah. And I just don't know if I've. I think the Ebola the Ebola is kicking in. I just don't think I got it in me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.
3: Yeah, and uh, we, we, uh, uh. Missed, we missed the Go. biggest story of the whole week, though. Which was? Uh, Minnie has decided to pull out of the New York Auto Show.
0: That, that's right. Uh, we just found that out. In fact, uh, the night we recorded, so last Thursday, we find out. Uh, we don't know why. All we know is that they did. Well, it's, it's, it's expensive. Got be, it's got to be a money thing. It's in the official statement,
3: and <clears throat> we found out a few days before, and, and we're discussing and trying to verify it, and once we got it verified was when the story went to press. Um, and I told Gabe. Gabe and I were texting back and forth, as were Alex and I, about this. And I said, I, I don't know personally. I think auto shows are dead. I think they're a dying form of communication, not just for the car industry. I mean, uh, auto shows for the car industry, but that kind of a show. I mean, look at what and I hate to bring it back to Apple again when they backed out of you know they stopped going Mac to Mac World. World yeah. and yeah. it killed it.
0: It it and killed they don't go to CES either.
3: And, yeah, and, and every time they yes, see everybody's talking about Apple. It's right? so funny. Exactly, exactly. So I don't think it's a bad move because I just think auto shows in general are, it's the big suck. It, it is no, there's no need for them in, the, in today's digital age. You can have a press conference and do it digitally. You can see things, put up YouTube videos, all kinds of, you can get the information
0: out there a whole How lot less expensive. How many cars do you think auto shows sell? Uh, I don't know. No idea. Because that used to be the whole big thing. You'd, you know, you'd roll out the fancy cars, right? And you get the pretty girl up on the stage and the shiny car, and everybody would be all, ooh, goo goo gaga. But now, we've already seen that car. Mm-hmm. Shot from yeah, every, I mean, the digital, with a digital camera, and it's been posted on Motoring File or Autoblog or Jalopnik or Facebook or wherever.
3: Now, I'll say this, though. I went to our local auto show a little more than a week ago. We went to that to look at a number of different cars. Now, it served its purpose of that within about a two-hour period, you can go look at 10 different cars and get in the car and ask questions and play with the knobs and, you know, see how sturdy and how well-built the car is without having to go to 10 different dealers. I I do understand that from a consumer standpoint, like a Mm. consumer auto show. But something Mm. like the New York Auto Show, which is really press-based, and they try and release things and big unveilings and all that i i really think it's a a dying form of communication in the automotive industry and that will whittle down to detroit geneva um you know maybe the paris auto show and the occasional press junket yeah and frankfurt frankfurt yeah in frankfurt uh i just think it's a it's a dying form of uh, of communication for you know getting the stuff out there because how many times we see the information before the things end up at the show Right? Yes, we yeah, get the yeah, press yeah. releases 2 days, 3 days before they're unveiled at Frankfurt, 2 3 days before they're unveiled at, at Geneva. Um, it, it's a it's a waste of time and a waste of money in my opinion. Yeah, yeah
1: I kind of agree on the um, on the thing that you said about, you know, you can look at all those cars without having a salesman you know over your shoulder like bugging you to actually buy the thing. Mhm. But uh, you know, if I if I look at the JCW that was announced at NIAS, like <clears throat> that press event is not gonna is not going to make me buy or not the car. Like until I test drive it, like you know, the show is right. not going to do anything for me.
2: Right, right. And well, th- I I know even uh, Ferrari
3: and a couple of those.
2: We're not even there. Year, yeah. no. We're we're not even at Detroit one
3: year. Porsche yeah, yeah. wasn't there three years ago, and uh, yeah, right they weren't even there so and, and that was in a down economy and i understand that there were financial decisions there and you got to say you got to look at this and and maybe read between the lines a little bit with mini and go listen sales have been in the tank for a year okay right. literally mm-hmm. we've talked about this ad infinitum on this show how bad sales have been for a year and the reasons for that it's not because the car is, is bad or anything there's been all kinds of you know changeover reasons yada 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 well I think it's a smart move to as a business yeah. to go we're not going to drop a couple of million dollars or whatever it takes to go right. be at an auto show. It's got to
0: it, be at least a million dollars to go to an auto show. The expense and, yeah. of all of the people and all of the all
3: of the union people you have to pay to to plug oh, the yeah. stupid stuff in and especially in New York
2: where there's like no parking anywhere yeah. and there's like everything is, you know, up to someone else. Right, right. It's got to be really expensive.
3: So, I say Kudos, Mini. Well done. Um, save the money. Put it towards something else. You know, put it towards some programs for selling these cars to existing F1, customers. F one.
0: F one. That's where it needs to go. <laughs> a mini mini F one car. <laughs> no, or, or, or you know, put it funnel some some money back into the WRC or into the yeah. race car series. You know, something like that. Be a better mm-hmm. use of money. Anyway, um, so into the news from Moneyfile dot com. Yeah. Let's pay some bills, and we have a couple more things to talk about before we wrap up tonight. Uh, And I want to remind you guys about our friends over at OutMotoring.com, the premier online retail of parts and accessories for all mini models. Uh, In other words, the Mini Cooper Parts Super Store. Like Amazon.com, but for Mini Cooper stuff, parts, accessories, interior stuff, exterior stuff, wheels, tools, car care products, all of the uh, the nice um, you know body things that you like the hats, the shirts, the shoes, um, the jewelry, watches, all of those things. You can get all of it over at outmotoring.com. It's really really awesome. And it doesn't matter what mini you have. You could have the first gen 2002 Mini Cooper, you know, R50, or you could have a you know R56, I mean, an F56S. There's something for you over at outmotoring.com. Go over there, check it out. When you get over there, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter because what happens when you sign up with the newsletter, right? You get your own 5% discount coupon right in the mail, right in your email. Super awesome. You don't get spammed. You just get an email that says, oh, hey, look at all this really cool stuff we saw. Oh, and by the way, come and buy some, spend some money. We're going to save you 5%. Super-duper awesome. And then if you do place an order, we like it. If you could leave a comment that says, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that, and so do they. That, of course, is our friends over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com, Mini Performance, Speed, and NM Engineering Power Module, F55, F56. Uh, that's OutMotoring.com. Um, you know, we had some interesting stuff, too, that we have in the rundown that I just wanted to cover really quick. First of all, um, Todd got word that motoring advisors... Are no longer going to be able to wear flip flops and t shirts. Store.
3: This is just <laughs> this, this is just is a ridiculous. rumor. This is a rumor at this point. But uh, and I've been asking. About, we know a lot of of uh, salespeople across the country I've already been this way. And the uh, the winds of change are at hand. So I hear now. Like I said, this is just rumor for now. This isn't definite. Nothing's set in stone. Nothing's happened. But I know the uh, national dealer sales manager meeting is going on this coming week. We'll probably know more after that. But. I kind of think they're going more corporate from a Mini sales standpoint. The, the And to put it a little more legitimately than DB said, no more T-shirts and flip-flops, the casual atmosphere at Mini is, uh, is maybe going to change back to more of a, you
0: know, not a formal BMW. suit and tie.
3: Yeah, not a formal suit and tie. It's not like, you know.
0: Not like BMW, but it'll be a little bit more ramped up.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not gonna do anything to sales. Like, it's for me, like a salesman, you know, being dressed, you know, wearing a T-shirt or wearing like a, a shirt or whatever that is, is not going to make me buy or not the car. Uh, There's a way more important things to think about when about when you think about the sales experience than the dressing. I mean, seriously, there are tons of things to, to fix before the dressing. I, I just don't understand why this is a priority. I mean, yeah, yeah. anyways, burning yeah, the, this
0: the, cycles on yeah. things that don't need it, that don't need cycles burned on. Yeah, the salesmen mm-hmm.
2: need to know the cars, like, inside and out. So when somebody actually acts, asks a question, be like, uh, you know, I would like to know, does the car do
3: this? Well, and to Minnie's credit... Well, let me check. I don't know. When the salespeople get their jobs, they have to take a bunch of, of tests, and they're literally... They're not that easy. Right. They really have to... They're, they're supposed to know these cars inside and out, and, you know, they study... And they take the tests, and they have to get a certain score on them. I and mean, they have to keep taking them until they get, you know, a, a, a decent score. So uh, potentially, uh, and I would say from a Mini's standpoint, they're really trying. They're trying to get the salespeople trained, and they understand that. But I also think that these kind of decisions are made because of the dang J.D. Power surveys again. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure. Yes. You know, so from some I've, stupid Alex, I've feedback.
0: Got a, I've got an idea Alex is bound to like. I think all the guys at the Mini dealership should be colored wearing color-coded shirts just like the store. so if you're in sales if you're in sales you're wearing like blue right mm-hmm. if you're uh, one of the techs you're wearing red and if you're management you're wearing white possibly a polo maybe with a collar and then you have like different lanyards to specify like ranks within the sales staff
3: and if you're salesperson of the month you get to wear tie dye right yes <laughs>
2: that, that could work but I will say that uh, most salesmen should not wear flip flops if no anybody problem. should ever wear flip flops
0: yeah, I'm with Chad on that one. Yeah. They, they should wear um um maybe some like Puma sneakers. I think it's a very dangerous shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But you know, Mini does make a lot of Pumas, so yes, they should be encouraged to wear Pumas.
0: Yeah, nice Puma sneaker. I think would be delightful. Um, yep. And then the other thing, I, and I this was just funny, is I got this thing in the mail and I posted it to my Instagram. You guys prior saw it, but I've been invited to test drive a Maserati Giblet. <laughs>
3: You know you I won't think, go, DB, because you hate car dealers. On what part of the chicken is that come from? You think you think they're going to talk you into buying one? You're not going to go. You're not going to go. I'm sorry. said you say. I said you're not going to go, go because you hate car dealers so much.
0: You think they're going to just? But you know what? It's a chance to drive a seventy thousand um, dollar, um, you know, automobile. I'm probably going to go. You should go. I say, do it. Yeah, you yeah. should totally go, yeah. I was invited by Maserati USA themselves. I mean, it came... I mean, not like, hey, Don, come and drive the car, but it came addressed to me with my name and my did address.
3: It, did it have so, bulk right. R mailing on the on the corner of the, uh, of the mailer? Uh, it was probably a White Roof Radio, like... It
0: could be. Yeah, uh, you're on a press
2: list. Um, you know, you should I mean, be wearing... we
0: all invited to the uh, Rolls-Royce um, yes. press thing at the... One of the auto shows. Yes, we were invited to the champagne
3: reception of that. Yes, oh, that's right. Yeah. See,
0: so I mean, maybe they actually are legitimately. They want me to come and see what I think of the Maserati giblet. You well,
3: should.
2: I,
0: you should I welcome
3: the review. <laughs> yeah, I
2: can't um, wait to hear your your take on it.
3: I'll,
0: I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up and see if they go actually and can take drive.
3: the take the audio recorder because the Maserati is one of the sexiest sounding cars on the road today. And, oh and, yeah, yeah, for sure. This
0: yeah. new car has a. Turbocharged V6 puts out 400 horsepower. It'll be interesting to hear how it sounds. In so, fact, but, you know that Quadriforce
3: they uh, they did there was a scientific study done that said the sound of the exhaust on the Maserati was legitimately sexually arousing to women.
1: Yes, yep. oh, nice. It was a
3: scientific yeah. study done. It's a good study.
1: <laughs> yes. All right, I know what car I'm gonna get now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Alex. The problem with the Maserati Quadriforce though is it's. Um, really expensive doesn't Real work expensive let's not worry about the really expensive part it's not the let's, let's say it's not the most reliable car yeah yeah you, you get it home and then you could probably get it back to the dealer
3: hey buddy, robert in california has one so that's right. We could hook you up with somebody, with an owner, you know, Wait. and you could ask the questions. So, <laughs> so, so DB,
2: when is this uh, this test drive happening? I,
0: know, I just found out about it today, so I have to go to the certain website, the Maserati.com forward slash giblet website. It's not a giblet. It's a Jim I think it's a, it's Sorry. one of the most ridiculous names I've seen for an automobile. Um, so, I'm maybe
2: that. show number 550, I could know. have I a good review. Maybe. Possibly. I'm not I mean, sure. I got five shows them.
0: away, so... It's entirely possible. Anyway, it's going to be a good time. I'll, I'll live tweet it or something. It'll be fun. Keep the White that. Roof Radio audience. And, you know, That's be a right. Breath. On that TV's going to drive a Maserati News at 11. On yep. that note. Are you a Maserati? No, I drove a Jag. Different. And a Ferrari. Yeah. A Jag. Yeah. And a Lambo. That was a good day. Todd's done that day, too. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we're done, though, otherwise. Yeah. Oh, wait. Motoring stripes. Good grief. I'm not, right. not actually.
1: Stripes. I'm sorry.
0: And Oh wait, apparently I missed something else. Alex, what else did I miss?:
1: So you actually mentioned it to be uh, it's the pixel thing, the pixel movie oh, thing, so I want sense. to talk about it because that it's
0: It's been all over my Facebook, and what it is it's a it's a movie based on a short film that was made like as a, a student's test for UCLA film school or something, where basically we send a bunch of stuff in outer space, including video games, and then aliens send back video game people to destroy us. Or something, um, and every, everything that they the, these weird video game aliens touch turn into pixels, and so the only way to battle these pixel characters is you know one of the, the bad guys is Pac-Man, and the only way to kill Pac-Man is with ghosts. So all the ghosts in this particular movie are F fifty six Mini Coopers. Nice.
1: Okay. So. so it's a scene job, it's not. So so um,
0: it's like it could be a lot of fun.
1: So I, I I got this uh, I I read this news actually two or three months ago because there were you know there were spoilers and stuff yeah and, and, I, and I saw some of the pictures right and I was like uh, I I I was wishing I was hoping it wasn't like an actual thing uh, until Gabe sent me an email and said look at this like this is do you want to post about it and I and I and I pol- politely reply I don't think so let me tell you why <laughs> Alex hold on. Uh, before-
0: Alex, before you continue, I want to put a spoiler alert down right now. Alex is about ready to throw down some serious hate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. So, so I want to, I want to leave, leave um, you guys with some thought, and you tell me what you think about. Right. So, uh, earlier on the show, we talked about innovation and everything. Right. Um, also, well, back at the end of 2014, I did a year-in-review of, you know, what MINI did, and one of the things they actually didn't do is in, in regards to marketing, when you look at what some of the other car companies have done, uh, you know, Lincoln with uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey, um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld with Acura, and some of the, you know, really, really cool stuff, Um and so, wh- but and then on the side of that, uh, look at what Mini and BMW have done between 2011 and to, 2001 and 2011. We have had uh, the Born Identity, although it wasn't really Mini direct uh, directly Mini, but it was with the classic Mini that race was that chase was amazing in the movie. Right. We had a uh, Hammer and Coupe. We have the Italian Job. We had the. Uh, the higher you know mini movie series uh, with BMW and we also had uh, Mission Impossible 5 we you know with the i8 and all of that stuff was actually pretty pretty good product placement in my opinion especially obviously the Italian job and what have we gotten so far since then skaters driving <laughs> the over cars and, and driving uh, you know skating alongside me. Oh, wait a minute Wallowitz but- on Big Bang Theory drives a countryman Yeah, I guess that's that's maybe a good placement. I think. And don't forget
0: cram it in the boot.
1: Yeah, cram it (laughs) in the boot. Uh, We've got the final test which was you know totally ridiculous. Yeah. And and now we're getting this thing. So I I don't know who's in charge of marketing at at the BMW Group.
0: Good product placement, Alex, and I think you're wrong. I think Todd and you are both wrong, um, because I think it's it's a good visible. It's a good visual product placement and product placement is is good.
1: Yeah, I know but so 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 I mean, let's consider this right. All of Adamson's movie.
0: Who is crap?
1: Yes, the movie is going to be crap because it's an Adam Sandler movie. So that's what it is. like, like the uh, the Tomatoes is 0%. It starts uh, maybe negative. I don't know. I agree. Um, and and the, So you have that. But I agree with you, GB. Like the car is going to be very visible. Like everybody's going to look at it and all that stuff. The, the problem is, is that the philosophy and the value you want to communicate about this car company? I'm not sure that's what it is. I'm pretty sure it's not actually. Hmm. That's the problem of the movie. That's the problem I have with the with this specific movie. I mean You're with the this with the thing. product placement, you have a product
0: you have an issue with the where the product is placed.
1: Yeah, exactly. The values, what values are they trying to communicate and, and the brand image. And I think this is, you know, I don't want to be the guy saying they're <laughs> ruining the brand, man, but I mean in this case, I mean it's very close to it.
0: Well, okay. Well, we're gonna have to wait and see when the picture comes out, if uh, if it does in fact ruin the brand or not.
3: Yeah. Tell you you wanted to say something about it? So see what Alex is saying is that instead of the uh, the R eight that Iron Man needs to be driving a JCW in the <laughs> next, you know, Avengers movie. Next Iron Man movie, actually. Yeah, yeah. The next it's Iron Man
0: movie. movie comes out in a couple of weeks, and I've got a little baby nerd boner for that one. <laughs> Just saying.
1: All right. That's it. Stay Stay that
0: up. Up. All right, on that note. Sorry about that. A little <laughs> awkward. Anyway, um interesting. I think uh, but I think we're done. Yeah. MotoringStripes.com. Yep, fifty-fifty. Yep. 50. That's right. Use that coupon code of fifty-fifty over at MotoringStripes.com. Save yourself five percent on the order. Uh, what can you get at MotoringStripes.com? You get Todd Stripes. You get the world's greatest stripes for any Mini Cooper available by man, and that's uh, by man Todd. You can get the stripes. You can get a couple of roof graphic, sunroof roof graphic options. You can of course get the Countryman bumper protection strip for uh, either bumper if you have pdc or don't and that's a very fine piece you should get that there's gonna be more stuff coming soon different sunroof graphics you know what the
3: best-selling thing is lately the uh the color inserts for your all four the number four on the countryman yeah Uh, you can get those in carbon fiber chili red uh neon green so those are huge sellers oh my gosh i've been sending those out dozens a day
1: Nice. That difficult to uh, put them in. No, it's but, uh, a
3: per- and it's a perfect fit. Uh, somebody posted a picture over on Facebook. I was so proud, and it just it, they're cut exactly, and all you do is just very carefully uh, lay it in there and then press down, and it's just the most awesome mod you can
0: DIY. There you yep. go, love it, and um, all these all these stripes. So, if you want stripes that actually go, you know, from that look like they're supposed to be on the car, not like they're halfway done, you want to get Todd to do them for you. And this is the best thing. This is the next best thing to have, actually, coming to a graphics party or having him do it for you. You don't have to come, Todd. Todd's actually, coming to you, motoringstripes.com, because blank is boring. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for for joining us once again. We appreciate you guys listening. And again, if you missed it last week, go back and listen to Wolfcast number five hundred forty-four. It was a great show. We had the Motor Trend guys on. We really enjoyed it. And if you missed the episode where we had Patrick George on, Alex, what was that episode number? Five. Uh,
1: you? Yeah, I don't know. No,
0: it was um, it was five thirty-four. Okay. Yep. All right. You go back and listen to episode number 534 as well you have to go back in your feet a little bit on that one but if you've got that one on deck for whatever reason just knock it out listen to it it was also another one of our great shows go back and check those out we really thanks thank you guys for doing that we really appreciate it and if you're in iTunes say something nice if you're in Overcast recommend our show that would be kind of cool too we like it when you guys do that for those of you, and if you've got another method for if you're on Android and you're listening to a podcast app, you've got a way to help promote the Wireframe radio from your podcast app. By all means, anything that you can do to help us out. We really appreciate that stuff. It's awesome when you guys do it.
1: Just you saying. probably have the wrong phone also, but that's just. And you can, <laughs> if you come to
0: Amviv, we'll hold Alex down for you while you punch him once. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's allowed. Uh, anyway, we are done for the night, gang. Thanks again for listening. This is a part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead. Click back over to WhiteRoofRadio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback, at WhiteRoofRadio.com. But until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya.
1: Aviento.